I shit myself twice a year and I don't feel bad about it. I don't know how to pee without getting the little dick dribble. Calico cut pants is what I rock constantly. I have an eating disorder because my eldest sister made it happen when I was younger. I get so goddamn paranoid, maybe? I get so fucking freaked out in the kitchen when more than two people are in there. And I really don't eat for pleasure. I eat for substance. I really don't like to eat because of lots of reasons I can't pinpoint besides... Having someone snarl behind your back and eat your food in front of you like a fucking hog. It was a pig versus pig sort of life. And when the other pig is larger than you, you just kind of until you can get some. And let me make one thing really clear. We had plenty of food. It's just she had to peromp around. Back to pissing myself. One time, I uncontrollably pissed myself in the credit union. And then I went and returned a red box with my piss pants, and then I went home. You know what I can't stand? These goddamn social media suck you by that's just stealing everyone's energy. Look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Look how well I am. And you just get depressed because you're not doing well. You're not there. You're not in a hammock in a tree. You're not sitting by a creek. You know what the fuck I'm talking about? Do you really have to take pictures? Can you not just do stuff? Are the pictures... The pictures aren't for you. They're for fucking everybody else to feel sad about their miserable lives that somehow... How are how can you afford this? Are you whoring yourself out? Are you a whore? Some people like myself are too ugly to be a goddamn whore. Nobody wants to pay to fuck me. 
I have to work for a living. But these are the same people that are going to always post about living in the moment, living in the moment. Well, you're not living in the moment. You're living through your goddamn camera, you dumb bitch, because you can't even eat without showing me your fucking omelet. Live in the moment, my ass. How does those onions taste, bitch? And another thing I learned from my eldest sister, the purest form of an apology is with tears and then you blame the other person for your actions. For example, if you didn't stop at the red light, I would have never crashed into you. I am so sorry for my actions. I am so sorry for the way your actions caused mine. I think we both learn that running a red light as I speed behind you is probably the best course of action you can take. Once again, I'm sorry. This poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us. And he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. I want to start with something as... Uh, a, a, a little, it's older now, but uh, I think it's still relevant to what I've been talking about, what I want to talk about. So I'm going to play, it's a child's podcast called Chompers, and um, the World Economic Forum is in full effect here, folks. Your morning and night toothbrushing show. Start brushing on the top of your mouth on one side, but don't brush too hard. Three, two, one. It's Bugs Week, and tonight we've got the answer to the quiz from this morning. Which of these bugs do people eat? Is it ants? Crickets? Or beetles? Ready for the answer? Give me a drum roll by stomping your feet. The answer is all of them. Can you believe it? Switch your brushing to the other side of the top of your mouth and give your tongue a brush too. People all over the world eat insects as part of a healthy diet. Bugs like ants, crickets, beetles, butterflies, grasshoppers, moths, and even worms are used as food. And for a good reason too. Bugs can be really good for your body. Insects like grasshoppers are full of nutrients, like protein. Yum! Switch your brushing to the bottom of your mouth and brush the molars on the way back. Eating bugs is good for the planet, too. When farmers raise a lot of other animals that we eat, like pigs and cows, uh. 
the animals release a gas called methane in their farts. Methane is called a greenhouse gas, which means it's bad for the planet. And bugs don't really fart, so they're good for the planet and good for you. Switch your brushing to the other side of the bottom of your mouth and brush all the way around each tooth. You should always check with a grown-up before you eat something. But if you do want to try eating bugs, there are lots of places where you can try them. In Mexico, grasshoppers called chapulines are eaten in tasty tostadas. And in New Orleans, Louisiana, you can eat chocolate chirp cookies with tasty crickets for extra crunch. Man, time really flies when you're having fun. That's it for Chompers. So, we all know about you will uh, own nothing and be happy, right? Um, so one of the eight predictions for uh, 2030 is we are eating much less meat. Rather like our grandparents, we will treat meat as a treat rather than a staple. It won't be a big agricultural or little artisanal products producers that one, but rather a combination of the two with convenience food redesigned to be healthier and less harmful to the environment. We're talking about eating bugs. Global edible insect market analysis report for 2022 to 2030 emerging economies are expected to provide significant growth opportunities for players operating in this market. <clears throat> edible insect market is expected to reach 9.6 billion by 2030. Um and then which also plays let me pause this. So I tried to um knowing knowing how the how these things play out. I tried to get a hold of edible insects. And I can tell you they're not great. Crickets Dehydrated crickets are not great. Um, I could only eat a little bit at a time before they dry out and scratch my throat so bad. And it's quite horrible. If they, they, I, they can make it taste however they want, but at the end of the day, they're so dry. And it's horrible. It's quite disgusting, actually. So if you're not terrified that they're not already indoctrinating the youth of today to get used to the idea of being the idea of eating crickets, um, it, it's scary to me. It's scary to me. I don't know um, if by 2030 in eight years how popular it'll be. You already, we've already had the push for fake meat, and I don't see a lot of people eating it because it's not that um, inexpensive compared to regular meat. So why would you? So what they they're going to have to do is crank up the production of the fake bullshit while cutting production of the real shit, and you can see that happening in the Netherlands right now with uh, pro farmer protesters. And uh, they are actually a very large um, consumer of fake products. Fake meat, not really bugs, but um, soy. 
products. You know, I had somebody come up to me and they go, oh my God, did you hear about that thing in Oklahoma? I'm like, what? What are, what are you talking about? The girl. What? What girl? The girl in the picture. It's on Netflix. It, it, it happened in Oklahoma. And I go, oh, I, th- oh, you're talking about uh, a show on Netflix. I thought you were talking about maybe um, the Major Crimes Act that was enacted in 1885 to help protect indigenous women from murder, assault, you know, r- rape, everything. Um, to me, people, I mean, there, there's, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because when you look at things, it's like, there's some bad shit going on in Oklahoma. Once again, I've, I think I've already discussed this about they're trying to stake, take the, the, the rights away from tribal lands and make it so states have the authority over them. And maybe call me whatever you want but it it it's weird how something on Netflix will come out about Oklahoma while some major shit is happening in Oklahoma that's actually impactful and actually does more harm to real people i mean that person was real but i'm talking about and i didn't see it i don't want to see it i don't care to see it but the things i'm talking about is uh, a little more um, impactful, a little more exploitative, a little. It's it's gonna harm more people, and the the reason this crime act was go, uh, implemented was just because um, non-natives, non-indigenous non-Indians, and once again, I just said Indians, and I had people, whatever, we're, we're really going to be down to semantics, people, um, even though I just called them indigenous and Native Americans, and then I threw Indian, you know, just to rile some motherfuckers up, um, <laughs> so, it, it, uh, whenever anything happens, you also have to look and see what's actually happening, And it's funny when somebody wants to tell you about the latest thing on Netflix and you just want to hit them with some actual real life shit that's going on. Um, it's, it's funny. I don't, this is why I can't, um, get along with a lot of people. This is why... I don't like to talk about talk about things with people because I don't I don't necessarily pop I'm not into pop culture anymore. I used to be, but it's it's not for me anymore. In fact, it's quite it's it's quite boring. I'm I'm going to be deleting Facebook here soon, thankfully. I'm so sick of fucking I'm so goddamn sick of stranger things. The girl in the picture on Netflix is absolutely one of the most horrific, sickening, frightening things I've watched. One person wrote, adding among the last words. I watched many messed up crime documentaries, yet the girl in picture managed to keep me shocked and horrified. What is it? Okay, what is the girl in the picture actually about? 
In this documentary, a, wo- a woman is found a in, a woman is found dying on a road, leaves behind a son, a man claiming to be her husband, and a mystery unfolds. So what do they do? Abduct this girl and then then like raped her or something? I assume. Wow. Did you know they used to abduct native kids and put them in, uh, like, fucking... It was, I, I can't think of the right terminology, but it was, like, group homes. They would take the kids and, like, try to re-educate them, and they would just get raped and murdered and killed and, and fucking buried beneath the school. Like, this is actually shit that's happened. But, yes, tell me about the girl in the picture. Tell me about all the the children in the pictures outside of this goddamn school in the 1800s that were abducted from their parents to be re-educated into uh, white America. Yes. Let's talk about that. No. Let's talk about the girl in the photo. Um, I, if I ever have a woman pregnant, I'm going to pump her as full of Tylenol as I can. I want her... So goddamn full of Tylenol because I find in today's culture, the only thing I don't want my kid to miss out. I don't want my kid to miss out on being, uh, having autism or ADHD. So I'm going to pump my pregnant wife as so much full of acetaminophen as possible because I didn't know this. And this was actually published in November of 2019 taking Tylenol during pregnancy associated with elevated risks for autism and ADHD um, <clears throat> a John Hopkins study ana- analyzing uh, umbilical cord blood samples found that newborns with highest exposed to acetaminophen were about three times more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD or autism spectrum disorder in childhood three times that's quite a bit that's quite a bit. Compared to the group with the lowest amount of acetaminophen exposure, the children in the middle third group were about 2.26 times more likely to have ADHD diagnosis and 2.14 times more likely to have autism. Those with the highest levels exposed were associated with 2.86 of ADHD and 3.62 risk of autism compared to those with the lowest exposure. Um, for the study, which was authorized by John Hopkins, postdoctoral Yu Long Ji and colleagues, the team measured the biomarkers of acetaminophen in two of its metabolic byproducts in umbilical cord blood samples from 996 individual births. Every sample analyzed contained some levels of acetaminophen, confirming the drug's widespread use during pregnancy, labor, and delivery. The researchers then divided the study divided the study children into three groups based on the amount of acetaminophen in the met- metabolites present in the cord blood samples. Wang points out that although the study found a consistent associated between biomarkers of acetaminophen and metabolites in the cord in the cord blood, child risk of ADHD and autism dis- spectrum disorder, it should not be interpreted that Tylenol use causes these disorders more studies are clearly needed to further clarify hmm. i wonder okay i want to see if google can find me a um, graph of autism in america 
Autism. Okay. One in. F- okay. Holy shit! Right off the bat. So in the year two thousand, you're looking at a one in five hundred. And then in the year 2018, a 1 in 44. So what is happening? So what is happening? Is it, okay, so it's got to be, it's got to be a mixture of things, right? It's got to be a mixture of the drugs. It's got to be a mixture of the food. I mean, uh, the guy, wasn't a guy suing California um, for like silver oxidization or some some shit in uh it's Skittles, right? Skittles lawsuit. Yeah, there we go. So, Skittles lawsuit claims candy unfit for human consumption. Titanium dioxide. So, they got titanium dioxide in it, which is healthy. It's it's safe for consumption in America, but in Europe, you're not allowed to consume it. Ain't that funny? Isn't it funny how in America there's so many different food additives that's banned, blocked, and um, even more heavily regulated? Uh, in Europe, did I say that right? In Europe, there are things that are banned and heavily regulated, and they're um, uh, um, con- uh, uh, yeah, they're banned and, and uh, you're not allowed to eat them. But in America, a little bit's okay. Isn't that great? In America, a little bit's okay. In America, a little bit is okay. In America. We pride ourselves on a little bit of poison, a little bit of rape, a little bit of gun violence. In America, you will be able to do a little bit of everything. We grant you the rights. We grant you the freedoms. I actually, I wonder what autism rates are in other um Autism rates by country. I I assume I'm gonna I'm gonna just go off the bat and say I think probably America has the highest or some like heavily pot or heavily heavily polluted um I don't know what that means. Lowest autism rate: France, Portugal, Iceland, Norway. Kind of, it kind of makes sense. Top ten with lowest: France, Portugal, Iceland, Norway, Italy, Germany, Greece, Austria, Belgium, Spain. Kind of what I thought. Five tops: Qatar. I've never even heard of that. United Arab Emirates, Amanar. Well, I think I think in all these Middle Eastern places, I don't, I don't know. Could it be the oil, or they could just consider like anything uh, like a mental disorder, like autism, right? Do those is aren't they the countries that still think being gay is uh, a mental disorder? I mean, definitely they put you to death there. They definitely put you to death there. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so who's ready for another uh, 
issue in the supply chain with AB5. Now, AB5 is not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually quite good in the long term, but it's it's going to be one of those things that um, start out really bad. And what's going to happen is, for those that don't know what AB5 is, it's just that um, it has to... If you say you're an independent contractor for a, a trucking company or this company, there has to there's certain stipulations you have to meet to actually be considered an independent contractor. And uh, some of them are the worker is free to perform services without the control or direction of the company. The worker is performing uh, the worker is performing work tasks that are outside the usual course of the company's business activities. And three, the worker is is uh, customarily engaged in an independent, established trade, occupation, or business of the same nature as that is involved in their work performed. Um, this was originally to combat uh, like Uber and Lyft, which to me is a good thing. Uh, the gig economy is very bad. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, so California Assembly Bill Five Eighty Five, primarily popularly known as a Gig Worker Bill, is a piece of legislation that went into in effect January first, twenty twenty, and required companies that hire independent contractors to reclassify them as employees. The passage of Proposal Twenty Two, uh, later the year, overrode it as far as app-based drivers were concerned. Key takeaway. Uh, AB5 extends employee classification status to some gig workers. Under AB5, companies must use a three-pronged test to prove workers are independent contractors and not employees. AB5 was designed to regulate companies that hire gig workers in large numbers. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. On September 4, 2020, the California legislation passed Assembly Bill 2020 or 22257, which exempts a long list of uh, job categories from AB5 strictures. On November 3rd, 2020, California's voters approved Proposition 22, an initiative backed by Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash that legally designates drivers for app based ride hailing and delivery servers as independent drivers. Oh, you dirty bitch. That's that's what happens. Yeah, they put a bill in. These companies do what they can to fucking override the bill. Oh, you dirty, evil sons of bitches. <clears throat> so, what is going to happen is a lot of a lot of uh independent contractors are going to Either A, get mad because they want to stay independent contractors. Or, uh, and B, these companies aren't going to be able to uh, hire all, the, all these. I think I've seen something like 70,000 uh, at one point. Um, 70,000 truck drivers. And... I think California is like one of the, just California, just the state of California is like one of the most, um, California, what is it? California economy, California. It's like one of the top ones in the world. 
It's in the largest in the United States. It is the largest subnational economy in the world. If California was a sovereign nation, it would rank the fifth largest economy behind Germany and ahead of India. That's how big we're talking about. And I heard a truck driver talk, and he was saying what happens in California will normally branch out to the rest of the nation. And he was saying that um, a lot of these drivers, a lot of these companies promote independent contractors and they lease the trucks to these people. And it's just another way to turn a profit and um, take less responsibility for the driver because once it's their truck now they have to pay the gas and the gas price is high and this and the other and this old truck driver was more or less saying it's going to be um really rough slash interesting for a while but for the for the for the betterment of trucking it's going to be a good thing because it's going to more or less hold the companies uh, to a to a standard and hold them to a responsibility of actually providing trucks and making it less out of pocket for truck drivers because they're not having to pay their way to make money. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen to the supply chain when a bunch of truckers <laughs> in the fifth largest economy in the world are no longer able to work or no longer wanting to work. And it's going to be interesting to see the tr- trucking companies scramble like Uber and uh, lifted to get people to um, vote and um, overpower the bill. Um, I think that was all I wanted to talk about. Not a lot happening in my life. Um, So I don't know. This podcast is ever changing, um, ever evolving. It's just me talking about what I want to talk about and what I think is interesting. And what what I'm finding more and more interesting is the the news the world um in my thoughts on it i guess i don't know i'm not i'm nothing uh i'm i'm no one spectacular or interesting but i'm just another um source to try to um bring about some awareness to some things that may not be being talked about out loud or or known <laughs>